Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these two fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron the Voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai the Legend Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? So we're here. Uh, we're going to be taking some questions. That's how this works. You guys have questions and we have an answer. However, you guys want to send it to us. We do have an email. We have a, um, you know, we have a message system over on Ukulele Underground. Uh, we have a voicemail. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, if you guys want to hear your voice on the show, we can do that as well. Um, you guys can send us uh, messages or videos or anything via the UU Plus forum as well. So however you guys get your question to us, we'll try to answer it here on Thursday Live Lesson. Right, Kahai? So let's get started. Uh, let's answer the first question. Let's just go, let's go right for it. Okay. Yeah, I, I got a question in the middle of the week, and mm-hmm. it seemed like a pretty interesting question. So I asked him if we could ask it during live lesson. It's from Lucas. Mm-hmm. And okay. he says, uh, I've become pretty used to, to tapping my foot while playing, but I noticed that mm-hmm. some songs are quite fast, and to keep up with the foot tapping in quarter notes can be quite exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm experimenting with tapping my foot in half notes on these songs, but I find that this is quite difficult sometimes as it's a new pattern and my foot tends to follow along with the strumming rhythm as this is what I am mm-hmm. accustomed to. Any tips and yeah. slash advice on this uh, or a good way to go about this? I mean, you're already approaching it like how I would approach it. Like instead of um, tapping the quarter notes, tap the, you know, tap the half notes. And that would just be like, instead of uh, playing it double time, you're actually doing the reverse, you know, half time. So uh, something like body surfing, for example. So um, the... Uh, I haven't played in a while. <laughs> so... So you don't want to tap your foot like... What you can do instead is uh take this one two three four one two three four instead of thinking of it as one and one and uh one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and that's the half times so See what I mean? Where like you're you're counting. I don't know if you guys could hear my my foot tapping because I was trying to tap my foot as as loud as I can. So I'll, I'll try to do it again. So instead of going uh, you would then be tapping one and two and three and four and uh. So you're doing you're doing the right thing. I know it takes a little bit of time to get used to tapping it that way, like tapping a slower beat than it is to kind of tap uh, tap the faster beat. Because for me, definitely, you know, if the faster the um the, the tapping is, and or if if I'm like doing a recording, it faster I hear the the metronome, the easier I can kind of you know follow the uh, follow the beat. Uh, slower tapping is tougher, and, and I you know. I'll, I'll vouch for you. It's it's tough for me too. It's it's uh it's not easy. But I would start out with uh with just kind of listening to the song, whatever song that you're doing, and just seeing if you can kind of like just snap your you know snap your fingers to the halftime, you know. Or just like what I did, I added an accent to where my foot would tap. So. And I just kind of like sync my foot with that beat. 
you know like uh and you can also kind of just you don't even have to tap your feet sometimes if you're still tapping your feet it's it's a good thing you know that'll keep you nice and steady but for the most part if you you know if you kind of practice and you have this steady strum you can kind of substitute the strum or your hand for the tapping of your foot so your foot this kind of movement of doing one, two, three, four could, uh, could be substituted with your hand going one, two, three, four. Because just like your foot going down, up, down, up, down, up, your hand can also go down. Up. So this will just be like your, your metronome. Because a uh, strumming pattern or not, you know, there's there's like that dirty word, strumming pattern. Like it's still, you're still kind of doing this. I'm going to put my camera down so you can see my hands. I'm still doing this. And all I'm doing is I'm just kind of missing on some beats and I'm adding, um, you know, adding maybe flourishes or chunks in, in the rest of the other beats. But for the most part, my, uh, my hands stay steady of, you know, even if I'm doing down, down, up, up, down, up, my hand goes... Eventually, your hand, you know, like um, if, if you're strumming correctly and just kind of letting your hand flow and letting the natural weight of your hand go down, that should set up your steady beat. And the foot, you know, kind of just helps out if, if you need if you need it. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know about like you know like tapping your foot with the melody line though because a lot of uh, I remember being in band and like um I remember the people who you know who kind of like started with me like when I, when we were first year band students like when they would play like Twinkle Twinkle for example like they'd kind of tap their foot to the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and then they would kind of stop like tapping their feet like when the when the melody line stops too and it's kind of like like this old man dun 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 so i i mean you know like it's it's good to just kind of listen how no no is that how so you want to just listen to the song and just see if you can get used to like clapping or tapping or you know snapping your fingers to a half beat and that should kind of get you used to it and then add your playing in so if you're having a hard time try it without playing and then add your ukulele yeah. i'm sure these guys have more advice for you okay go ahead dudes we've mentioned it before but um i don't know if this is what you're doing but instead of tapping your toe you can tap your mm. heel and i do that all the time and you can go pretty fast if you're not lifting your heel all the way up you can just kind of mm. bounce and then just kind of like just get yeah. a bounce yeah. you know and then you can help you feel the groove too. yeah you can emphasize like the half and then also do like some of the the quarter notes too, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go do like that, you know. Yeah. So w- what I'm doing is doing like kind of a half and then a full. Mm-hmm. So like you know, on on each of the quarters, you're you're bouncing just a little bit, and then mm-hmm. doing a full um, drop to the floor on the half notes. Mm-hmm. Boom, ba, boom, ba, and then you're just kind of just feeling the groove. Yeah. And then your your strumming hand is going with it too. Yeah. And so, so that's that's a lot easier than kind of like overextending, yeah, like hyper extending your. It, it's it's a lot of strain on um your shin, you know. And so, like that muscle, like uh, if this is your foot, this this is your shin, and that muscle is kind of like really mm-hmm. getting strained if you're tapping your toe. But if you tap your heel, that that's a lot less um, strain mm-hmm. on any of the muscles, and it's it goes more with gravity, and you know your whole body kind of gets into it. Because um, really, the, the tapping is just to get you in sync with the music. 
and have a sense of um, segmenting the the beat. So yeah, that's I know we talked about that a little bit before, but that's like a good mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, where you can still do your quarter notes, but you don't have to do like the full range of motion for each quarter note um, in order to pull it off if it go, go, gets really fast. Yeah, great yeah. advice. Hi. Yeah, I I told them too. Like, uh, you know, we 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 show tapping and we tell people to tap when they're starting off, and that's really uh to get your internal rhythm to be like pretty regular you know so it's not like your (laughs) it's not like your rhythm is like kind of like this like you know like it just jumps all over you don't want to go from like you know a steady bpm of like uh, i don't know what this would be like 100 you know like to like all of a sudden it's just it's like going 100 Mm -hmm. i was being double time like even to consciously try to jump i have a hard time like jumping just like you know 10 bpm or whatever uh but you you want your even if you speed up and slow down you kind of want that to be like gradual you don't want it to just like immediately all of a sudden you're playing at 130 bpm or something when you're playing at you know 100 or 90 or whatever so tapping your foot kind of keeps it so like when you're first learning music it keeps it so your um, tempo is consistent and then it kind of like as you learn more that's where it's like uh you don't necessarily have to do it for like every song i told them like there probably is going to be times where you know the song is really fast and you're you're gonna have a hard time tapping to it or like you might be playing in some place where if you're playing like for an audience or something and there's like hardwood floors or something you don't want to have like the tapping be distracting to them right so you have to figure out another way to uh feel rhythm or to keep count so that that really that's like you use tapping when you start off but you don't have to necessarily like keep doing it it's a good habit to build but it's not like something like i gotta tap quarter notes for every song i do it's like there's probably gonna be times where you can't do that and in that sense it's like kind of like what Aaron said like you just uh any way that you can feel the rhythm internally and feel it through your body you know like you're doing something to feel the rhythm that's fine that that works perfectly fine that's where you see people bob their heads or kind of sway or do something you know they're not necessarily tapping their feet but they're keeping rhythm in other times and whatever works for you then yeah just use that sense yeah. mm-hmm. of groove just groove just yeah. groove nights right Kai? <laughs> yeah and, how, how do you groove well like the the thing is like um i like from being in band i remember we learned to tap yeah. and count you know count your rest and stuff and I was terrible yeah. at counting my rest and I was terrible at tapping. But like during those times mm-hmm. where I'm not playing, like I listen to the other instruments and I know what count they're on. So I, like I'm kind of counting yeah. by singing along to the other instruments that are being played, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, so I have like two mm-hmm. measures where the drummers are going to do this or two measures where another instrument is going to do that. And playing ukulele is a little different. There's not really like, you know, solid breaks of like, oh, you're not going to be playing for you know half a minute or whatever most songs you play with ukulele you're gonna be playing all the way through but yeah like you i think you're saying like yeah you don't want to be tapping out the rhythm of the song itself or you don't want to um that's not how you keep rhythm really or keep steady rhythm but then that that also is like a helpful tool if you're tapping 
and you can hum along to the song like you can hear the song in your head being played i think if you you're hearing the song being played in your head and trying to play along to that your rhythm and and your your song will be more consistent than if you're just trying to like kind of you're reading it off a piece of paper or you're just like thinking about the song you know like as it's going on because that's Mm. i think that's kind of what all successful musicians do is like they have the idea of the song already in their head and you know their hands are just moving to what is going to translate it to going to be playing you know so yeah try it's called audiation try and imagine what you're going to be playing Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you mentioned band and stuff, and that's exactly what it, what it was like. I mean, in band, you know, you gotta like read the music, and if yeah, if you have like four measures of rests and stuff, you're not there counting one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. I mean, I I guess most you know beginner musicians do, but it's good to just kind of be familiar with the music itself, so you know, like okay, well, I'm gonna come in as soon as like you know, like mm-hmm. this uh, this happens. This like there's like a cue that you're you're looking for. That's just kind of knowing you know doing the music. It's good to uh, to know the music well enough that you know what's gonna happen. You know before mm-hmm. uh, or be- before it happens, or just you don't even have to think about the rest. It's you're kind of more doing it by feel. And um and I I learned how to do that. Like when we did like marching stuff, I didn't want to put a lyre on my uh, on my clarinet when we were you know when we were marching, mm-hmm. and it was just like the most annoying thing. So I'm like, why don't I just memorize the music? Like all of it. And, and I told myself, because I was playing ukulele at that point, I'm like, I don't look at music when I play my uke. So, like, why mm-hmm. do I need to, you know, like, and I'm playing the melody line. So that's the like, same thing as, like, I'm playing You Don't Write on my ukulele because that's really all I knew how to play. I was like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not looking at any kind of sheet when we do this. So, and, and now it was kind of like eye opening. I'm like, I don't need music, really. I can just like play it without it. So, you know, playing on stage, I think we've talked about this before, but there are like those people that play on stage with like the, you know, the stacks of music. And that's cool. Like if you're doing like a long gig, like a, like a wedding and people come up and ask you for requests and stuff and, you know, bring your iPad and whatnot. But if it's like a performance, then you should kind of know like what what is coming up and what you know what you should be playing. I don't know. To each his own, really. I don't want to say anything bad about you know people that use their like their, their music up on stage. Just maybe they're prepared for anything. That's you know it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I I think that is like you can tell when somebody is reading music and most of their mind is yeah. on the reading the music itself instead of when they're playing music and they mm-hmm. they can hear what the music is supposed to be in their head and they're just recording calling it right and Mm. they're translating to them actually playing and yeah i think it's different skill sets both are kind of useful but uh that's where it's like it can be harder to i don't play naturally when you're just like looking at music the entire time and stuff so mm. yeah yeah i always thought like back then that like what you know how cool would that be if there was like a like a symphonic band like that played a whole piece like no music none of them had music i'm like that would be <laughs> that would be so impressive you know i'd be so impressed and um yeah I, and there's some but it's like smaller you know like smaller ensembles like uh, i i watch a lot of snl for like the live performances it's like one of my dreams to one day play on that stage but like whenever i see a performer perform on, on an snl stage and they got like the the strings behind them and those strings people have no music i was like that is that is so impressive like that is so hard you know when you think about it but they're really only playing that one song so they just got to know the cues to that one song so it's not that bad so i like i don't know when when, when you think about it it's cool but it, it is definitely impressive when you don't see people with like with, with music up and then doing their thing so it's, it's cool it's a little bit different but uh jacob collier actually came up with a system where mm-hmm. he plays the piano and each note of the piano and like what he's playing with both his left 
and right hand is mm-hmm. giving different cues for each member of the orchestra mm-hmm. and so they ha- it's like they're playing music live like actually they're not getting the music you know it's like oh here's a measure coming up or whatever it's mm-hmm. like each note that jacob is playing live Mm-hmm. is what's coming up on their phone and so that's what they know to play next wow. they don't like see it beforehand they don't it updates in real time and like mm-hmm. he showed that that at like mit and mm-hmm. i think there's like probably some things that have to be worked out like technology wise but you can almost see where it's like that might be like the next gen of music performance <laughs> you know it's like not <laughs> It's, cool. it, it's almost combining uh, the side of like orchestra and like free jazz improvisation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not going to give you the music. You're just going to play what you play at that time. Like, and whatever yeah. comes out, that's going to be the music for that night or whatever. So. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Do we have any other questions? I don't want to spend too long on this one question. <laughs> like, I know we can go on and on. Do you have an- uh, another question, Kai? We we didn't have another question, but uh, I was going to ask him. Um, I, I know you played uh, DDR, right? Yeah. And actually, yes. like, like that that's that's one thing that like um me and my dad we can't watch something like being played and giving you music cues and it's easier for us to turn away and to just use our ears to follow like i I noticed that with both me and my dad but i played uh i was playing a rhythm game with my friends at their house and Mm -hmm. i i was i was off like i I couldn't get the rhythm and so instead of like looking at the screen i was like what the heck is going on i'm trying to follow the screen and i think i'm hitting it but i'm off like what is the disconnect (laughs) so i turned away and when i turned away and i like looked away and didn't use my eyes I started like nailing the rhythm and I started getting uh-huh. it perfect. And That's I think good. it's, yeah, I think it's because there's like, you know, with those types of things, they have to, mm-hmm. you know, account for lag and they have to account for the TV and everything. Right. So it's not like perfectly on beat. It's like a little bit ahead or a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I try looking at the TV, I'm like, oh, like my brain doesn't, <laughs> you know, it gets confused between the two. But if I look away, then I can actually like, oh, okay, I can just hear where the beats are and I can kind of play t- along to it. Well, with with those games, like I believe, like their optimal use is uh, is if you use an RCA jack, you know, to uh, to connect it to your mm-hmm. TV. Because if you use HDMI, then like I think more of that lag happens. Yes, yeah. you know. So like the more analog it is, the better. So like mm-hmm. less lag. And um, and I was gonna add that since you brought up like DDR and and feel and looking at the thing, I used to be into dance. Uh, we're talking about Dance Dance Revolution for the people who don't know what DDR means. Dance Dance Revolution is like a dancing game that has arrows and. You, you know, figure out which arrows and stuff. And like the Asian, you know, boy that I was, yeah, you know, back then, like I, um, I, I follow the Dance Dance Revolution scene or DDR scene you know, pretty, uh, pretty closely. And I could do like freestyles back then, which means like not even like looking at where the mm-hmm. arrows are going to be. And like, and you don't even start, like, uh, start by looking at the screen. You start like, you know, backwards, like looking behind you. <laughs> and then you, uh, you make steps according to, you know, like what, what it is happening on the screen. So it's much more like, um, Im- impressive. So if you watch, any like I don't know circa 2004 2003 to like 2007 8 like DDR all the uh, freestyle DDR players and pump it up will like uh, for the world championships would start out that way like not even looking at it just like doing it by feel which is really cool mm-hmm. yeah. so they know they memorized what yeah. buttons were, were yeah. coming up but, but it's crazy because it's backwards created... yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So they created like a routine based yeah. off of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool because like, uh, like pump it up, for example. There's like you know, there's there's two, right? So yeah. some like some people would would not just like you know stick to the one to do like all these spins and crazy stuff. <laughs> two. And then there's like the you know there's like the couples dance where like it's it's really cool. It actually looks like dancing. If you, uh, uh, I'll send you some links Kahai, to like old school like Korean World yep. Championships where like there's the two people dancing and just it's pretty cool. Like I yeah. used to be super into it and i've i have some friends that i've done routines with let's just say like that's how, <laughs> that's how nerdy i was back in the you know back in the day and yeah like the no looks and like no using of the bar it's it's crazy it's hardcore and i wish i was still doing it and i think it'd be like 30 pounds lighter <laughs> when when i was playing rhythm games with my friends it was funny because i couldn't look at the tv so i like faced away and mm. Uh, two of my other friends were just using the TV to like get the the rhythm, but then one of my other friends, um, I don't know, she did this to like you know did this intentionally, but instead of looking at the TV, she looked at her sister to get all the cues from her sister, and she was doing better when she was looking at her sister than when she was looking at the TV. So both of us were looking away from the TV, and our other two friends were like, "What are you doing? Why aren't you guys even looking at the TV?" And I was like, "I can't. It's messing up my brain. I don't like I." Can't can't function when it, I look at the TV and I was like even tapping my leg out to the, the rhythm itself but like as soon as I just like try and look at the TV and try and like follow along to what's yeah. written out it was just like oh no my my brain there's something <laughs> up I can't, I can't do it I can't do it rhythm games man it's fun uh, so uh, I couldn't help notice Aaron you know behind you is the brand new Ukula on the ground HQ yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's my kitchen it's in the box it's in boxes still you know like uh it's, it's you are on site for the brand new and we we posted on instagram about it and i saw you know i saw the post but if you guys want to check it out we posted a picture of our old fridge because we're moving you know to where aaron is currently right now and um a bunch of you folks have sent us some awesome things you know like uh, along the years and uh and we didn't want to just like take down all that stuff you know from our fridge without kind of showing it off first so if you guys want to see you know if uh, if you made our fridge there's that post there and if not it's probably because we got like a butt ton of stuff and like we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't really fit it all in one fridge but i don't know it's uh let's just start a new wall and or fridge to uh to put stuff on and it's it's really the end of an era because we're leaving that old office that we've been in since like 2006 18, 19, like, what did Ryan uh, move no, that? No no. no, no, sorry, seven, eight, eight. seven or eight. I had it 10 years. <laughs> So yeah, when did when did Ryan uh, when did Ryan move back? It was two thousand like Ryan's? Oh yeah, that's like Ryan's old apartment. That's why yeah, like yeah, when, yeah. When he moved and then back, he moved out, and then we moved into that and yeah. made our our office. So so we've been there for a long time, and now we you know we got this we have this new place, and we're gonna spiff it up. It's gonna be fun, man. And I tried to spiff up whatever I can. Also, Manny's back there. He's no longer hiding over here. We added <laughs> a new you know a few new things. Bandito Tyler poster got that. Let me know if anybody wants one. I've got a bunch of them <laughs> like there's a uh, that korean poster you know we got from korea that's that's not just something that i made for myself so i know what my name is <laughs> that was given to us by you know by a fan um soul soul gave that to me soul yoon so shout out good stuff like i got a uke here now i'm gonna see if i can fit one of those tiny you know like tiny mini micro ukes let's put it over here instead because i was like trying to see if i can make it go like this into the side but i couldn't quite 
do it. So <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can make a little tiny uke. I've always kind of wanted a tiny uke because um, it's something that's within my reach during these lessons. Because um, on the private lessons, you get a lot of those like, oh my, you know, do I need like a, a bigger ukulele? Like this doesn't seem to, you know, like uh, it doesn't just it just doesn't sound right. My uke's too small or whatever. So it's always <laughs> nice to like, oh yeah, well look at this, you know, like so. And and I always kind of tell them like I have like a micro uke like this tiny and you know i'm pretty much it's, using the same technique it's like the yeah. same thing it's not really the size of the uke but then like i see it in their face they're like no you don't understand you don't know my ukulele it's kind of like that like ah uh, okay it's too small <laughs> the soprano size too small <laughs> yeah and they're like maybe i just have huge hands i'm like i know i'm 5'3 but trust me when i say my hands are hugeangus like it's it's <laughs> it's quite abnormal for someone who's 5'3 like to have hands as big as mine and uh, I should have played piano or something like they're they're massive yeah yeah so it, don't think that like, like didn't didn't you uh, measure hands with Matt Matt <laughs> yeah we have this we have the same size hands and Matt's yeah. like six feet or something mm-hmm. like, so he's I think he's over six feet oh yeah yeah, yeah. we have the six, same six size something. hands you know it's it's insane like how like how my how big my reach is so don't think like oh it's because i have big hands and you know like, <laughs> Dream has small hands so it fits what he what he does it's like no it's just <laughs> so i want like a tiny ukulele here to just be able to like oh here you go let me just debunk this myth real quick because it is it's a myth you know like you yeah. don't mm-hmm. the, the ukulele size really doesn't matter like because you can um you know you can make the same argument with like um with herbal to senior he plays like a soprano ukulele and he you know at one point was the best ukulele player on the planet it's one of those things like how how did he do all that then with his tiny ukulele he doesn't have small hands either you know yeah the same way going the opposite direction too right yeah where people say oh my hands are too small for the ukulele Mm. if i just had bigger hands it would make holding bar chords (laughs) or whatever easier and it's kind of like uh, yeah i always um i always wish there was like examples of this for ukulele itself but there's examples of musicians who Oh, I thought you were going to talk about magic. There's like examples of people that do magic with tiny hands. So uh, people are like, oh, maybe my hands are not big enough. (laughs) Or no hands. Yeah. 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 That was that was the thing is like um on the on the cardistry and magic forums mm-hmm. like I think the first rule was like you can't ask if your hands are too small or too big to do whatever <laughs> trick and w- when people would complain about that they'd be like oh man but you don't understand my hands are really too small <laughs> they would like send them videos of this guy who is born was born without any hands and he's mm-hmm. doing tricks and like he's doing <laughs> cardistry with no hands so really there is like you know it it kind of is like no excuse i know for <laughs> guitar anyways right uh, the django reinhardt he only had two fingers on his left hand and mm. he still played oh, really? things yeah so and we we personally know people who you know lost their pinky fingers and stuff and then i wish i could remember his name but there's a bass player who has no right hand or no right arm so he plays all his bass you know licks and stuff by tapping mm-hmm. and using his left hand and doing more of a pull off and like a you know tapping mm-hmm. technique but it, it's kind of like it is it's going to be harder if you have those things if you don't if you don't have hands or if you have smaller hands or bigger hands or whatever but i think when you have those things that just means that you need to use more creativity to figure mm-hmm. out a way to play that works for you and that is like that's what those guys do they use creativity and hard work to overcome 
their uh, deficiencies or I don't know what to disabilities, I guess. So it kind of is like no excuse. No. Yeah. I mean, it it is. I mean, if if we're going to be real, there is a difference. You know, if you play a smaller instrument versus a bigger instrument, it is easier to play a smaller, you know, like a a soprano ukulele, like to, you know, to play all those chords and stuff, it is easier um, than if you were to play a tenor because the stretches are a little bit more, but it's not so much that it's impossible. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's still, I mean, my example that I give to people when they're talking about like my hands are too small is like those tiny, like, you know, Korean kids like playing the the guitar and like and dancing Mm -hmm. and whatnot, that kind of very famous video. Um, yeah if and i'm not you know i'm not trying to say that everyone should be like those korean kids and be able to like be amazing at guitar with tiny tiny hands but you know like um i'm just saying it's possible like it's not impossible you know for people to like oh well you know i guess or you can just believe it so that you can uh you know so that you have an excuse to buy a new uke which i totally encourage (laughs) you know what i mean if uh if you're like well my hands are, you know, my hands are too small or my hands are too big for this uke. So I guess I got to go buy an, a new one. And I'd be like, you know what? Maybe they are too big. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe you should go get 10 ukes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the danger of that, though, is that people start off with a soprano. They say yeah. my hand is too small. They buy a concert and then they go, oh, it's still too small. They buy a tenor mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's still too small. So, you know, baritone or whatever. But I feel like people who think that way, they're like never sad satisfied they're and they're always looking for it's kind of like the idea that oh my equipment will make me better but Mm -hmm. it's if you're like a good player it's almost like you can play anything and the equipment is secondary it will make you better but the equipment doesn't make the player the player makes the equipment so yeah yeah. just don't get caught up in that you know if (laughs) if you do feel like oh maybe i want to try out a bigger instrument to see if it fits Mm -hmm. me better that's perfectly fine too but yeah don't let it be like the thing that holds you back or says like oh i can't play it because i have two small hands i have two big hands or my uke isn't big enough or it's too small so yeah. yeah when i was uh i played a soprano prelude from like fourth grade to ninth grade like it's a soprano prelude ukulele and it wasn't good like it's just it's not a good ukulele but like it's it's what i had and i played you know like i learned all my basics and all my fundamentals and all like the songs that i i mean i was playing kyle creative boy songs on there you know and it, i was very you know demanding as far as picking wise like with with that i believe i learned like guava jam and tnc like on uh you know on a soprano ukulele but when i made the switch it was better so i do you know i do think that like there's a certain um magic to getting a better instrument not necessarily getting a you know a a bigger instrument if i'd gotten a a soprano maybe like kamaka i would still be like oh hey like look look how much better i am like on on, on this on this ukulele but it just when uh when when it sounds better it kind of makes you want to play better i don't i don't know you know like it just it encourages you to like keep playing it's like man i just want to keep making music with this like i got the um taylor ukulele that um you know that i i made a deal with you know one of our viewers and uh i i still oh yeah (laughs) i you know i still i still play to this day like i write and and i was talking about you know making an album and stuff so i basically uh i've been writing with that and that's one of the ukes that i'm recording the uh the album with because it's just why not that you sound so good it it has to be recorded you know <laughs> like, it's just it would be it would be a shame 
really but yeah also you know speaking of the background making making myself spiffy i couldn't really do anything with here this this looks super empty but i'm just thinking of it as like the mona lisa you know there's like the hard side and there's like the soft side like there's like the left and right side so i'm like the mona lisa guy you know this uh that's all i'm trying to say um so maybe you should call, call me mona lisa from now on guy i don't think i'm gonna be doing that no. <laughs> <laughs> i will edit your contract for this job and i will uh add it to your job description Going back to what you were saying earlier, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I'm really not trying to dodge this, but no, no, like, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring this back up. We've had times where like you've played other people's ukuleles, right? Mm. And they kind of have the attitude of like, well, of course you can make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, yeah, anybody can make it sound good. It's just like, you got to mm. put in the work to be yeah. a good player. But like, that's the, uh, I know there's like a video series where they give professional photographers like the cheapest or oldest cameras or like you yeah. know cameras that are like not great and they they mm. tell them like oh just see what photos you can take with it and mm. those guys like they because they're so good they know how mm. to work around those things you know how to mm. use the environment or how to creatively work around the problems mm. and like i think and then people will like look at that and then they're like oh these photos are like better than some people who have like the highest the best cameras in the world or whatever Mm-hmm. but they don't have like the experience you know or they're they're just like oh i i just bought i spent the most money to buy the most expensive camera but i haven't actually taken pictures or worked at like trying to mm-hmm. take good pictures so i think yeah if you have an instrument that you like and you like the sound of it you're gonna want to play it right like more mm-hmm. uh yeah, but yeah. But if you have an instrument and you're saying, or if you're always constantly saying like, oh, it's my instrument's fault that I don't Mm. sound good or like, oh, it's this instrument. I need to get a new instrument. Like, Mm -hmm. just don't, don't feel like, or don't, I think don't make it like the the pasture is always greener on the other side, right? Because you might get another ukulele or you might get something else. We've heard stories of people getting other ukuleles and then they're like, why am I not getting better? It's like, cause (laughs) it's not really the ukulele. It's, it's the time and work (laughs) that you put into it. Yeah. yeah. Take it from take it from Aaron. You know, Aaron's like a world class traveling professional musician and he, he plays his GS mini all over the world, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> And right. I still play my fluke. He still plays his fluke. That's, has, that's my has primary. Owned, like, <laughs> has owned an ukulele company or a ukulele teaching I've, company. I've for, had uh, access to all the greatest ukuleles. <laughs> like I've been able to try out yeah. all the greatest ukuleles <laughs> of all time. And uh, I still love that fluke. I mean, it's so... I mean, it's it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how close it is. It's, uh, it's always right here. And it's kind of beaten up. Mm-hmm. And like there's like yeah. wear and tear in different spots but I remember the first time I played that uke <laughs> it was uh, we were at Kapilani Park and then you're like oh I, like, I, I bought a uke I'm like oh yeah which one did you get like I bought one of those flukes and I think we were like getting ready to cover one of those um one of the ukulele festivals and you just like bought it or you bought it before and you brought it like to show me yeah, yeah. I bought it when I was in college like, okay uh, that's our first time I ever seen college yeah so here's my uke I'm like oh nice fluke <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's made out of plastic <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's a tank. I think it's a tank. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's funny because the the top is solid pine, mm. which isn't known really f- as as like a you know like a tone wood, but. Yeah, uh, it it actually has opened up, you know, because it's solid. It, it's mm. opened up since I bought it, and so yeah. now share your been, fluke. Show your show off your fluke. <laughs> show everyone your Frank and fluke. 
I don't even know what strings are on here because strings I mean, this, plural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This C is definitely a worth brown, but mm. um, the rest are not. The <laughs> rest. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a passive pickup in it that I mm. never use. Have you plugged it in? Like, use it for stuff? Yeah, but I mean, it's passive and it, it's really, you know, the signal is really weak. So I just mm. never really used it, even on mm. stage or anything, plugged it into anything. Mm-hmm. And, but it sounds um, nice though, like, because the uke is aged and it sounds, you know, like, uh, it sounds really um, woody. I don't know how else to explain yeah, it. You know, it's yeah. got like kind of that, like that darkness, that mid, that's kind of, you know, that's a little bit more pronounced i think it would mm-hmm. sound good even as with the you know with a passive pickup because it would just pick up all that like woody sound yeah i think it would sound pretty good <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah i'm guessing <laughs> yeah the neck is plywood <laughs> yeah, world-class made, musician made, made of plywood these are premium standard friction tuners <laughs> one to one one to one to one <laughs> What, uh... friction tuners they, they work perfectly like I, I i couldn't be happier because it stays in tune like you know because the mm. the body is made out of plastic and so it doesn't really flex or change with humidity or temperature so mm. they're almost always in tune like i i'll put a tuner on there and i'll like yeah. tweak it a little bit but it's yeah. always it's just locked in there yeah. and i don't bend or do too much anyway this, this is hashtag before... not an ad <laughs> yeah this is, this is this just was... Aaron loving this you <laughs> yeah this was um i bought it before fluke started making their bridges all out of like plastic so the the bridge is made out of wood i don't know what kind of wood but there's like a there's a plastic saddle but the, the bridge is made out of wood and then um later they they switched it to like some kind of a composite that's kind of similar to the plastic that they use for the back or for the for the fingerboard fingerboard is plastic <laughs> these dots have rubbed away long long ago and then i use car paint like touch up paint to, <laughs> to put them back on yeah but yeah you're kind of following you're following like a long-standing kawaii tradition right because like we've <laughs> talked about it before a lot of hawaii musicians play takaminis and uh-huh. in the guitar world Takaminis are known as like kind of the cheaper entry guitar. <laughs> so like if you go to the mainland and you go, oh, do you have Takaminis? They'll like look at you and be like, Takaminis? What are you talking about? No, <laughs> you yeah. want that? <laughs> yeah. I have a, a $500 tailor that's way better. But then like I think, oh, I think the, the, it's changing now. But before like while we were growing up, that was like the one of the guitars that you see a bunch of working musicians play, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. I think even John Yamasato still plays. Like, Yamasato has one. Still, still plays. Wall has one. You know. Although, like... although John has a kind of expensive Takamine. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has the, the grand concert or something. Yeah. Yeah, but he started off with like a, a standard Takamine mm. that you would mm-hmm. pick up at at any random music store. I, I like <laughs> I like Takamine, and I have a Takamine, but it's yeah. like saying that he has an expensive Takamine. It's almost <laughs> like saying like. Oh, you have like the fastest slow horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, like Kala used to be like the kind of you know least expensive and stuff, but now they have like Kala yeah. Elites. You know, yeah. that's like the most yeah. expensive of like the economy brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, I guess. I like, had a. I think I gave you my Takamine Kai, right? Uh, yeah. Your like classical. Yeah, my classical. I had a classical Takamine, and then I bought a Taylor classical, so swapped it out. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like. But it's a good guitar. I was like, this mm-hmm. has to go to, you know, this is going to be taking up space in my house. It has. This has to go to, you know, somebody who will play it. So I gave it to Kai. My my first ever like guitar that my parents bought for me mm-hmm. was a Takamine, like a acoustic mm-hmm. Takamine, and that's mm-hmm. like I don't play that one anymore. Uh, but like. I love that guitar because that's kind of what I learned to play guitar on. So it really is like, you know. You, yeah, you don't need the most expensive or you don't need the best thing. I think the one requirement is, does your instrument stay in tune? Like, when you tune it up, if it yeah. does, you're pretty good. Like, all the other <laughs> things, meh. Yeah. I, um, when I started getting into guitar, um, I bought a Jasmine, you know, like mm-hmm. which is like the lower end Takamitas. The Takamitas yeah. are already kind of low end. So this is like the Makala of, uh, of guitars. Yeah. But it sounded pretty good. For $100, that sounded odd. Like, that Jasmine that I had back then sounded awesome. And I think Tito Boy has it now like that uh, jasmine that i bought like back in high school yeah we have <laughs> one stuff. here well mm-hmm. someone gave have, it to us i have a black takamine at my parents house that, that was boys actually no tito boys <laughs> but he got a, he got another one like a fancy schmancy one and he's like well i'm not using this one so you know I was like paid for it, I guess. Like, cause I gave him one, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool. That's nice." Black. <laughs> so, if it's uh, if it was in any of the videos. Since we're talking about guitars, uh, yeah. Ritesh had a question where he said, "Going from uke to guitar, uh, do you change your fingering? How much of relearning do you need to do?" Um, not much. I mean, you know, fingering is basically this. I mean, chord shapes, if we were to call it, like chord shapes, is gonna stay relatively the same, except that there's two extra right at the top. You know, so if playing your C chord shape let's just talk about just the, the shape not the chord itself but the C chord shape is the same thing as a C chord shape on guitar you know like you're playing the bottom string third fret or the I guess the highest string I don't know what you would say yeah. this is ukulele terms because <laughs> uh, there's no bottom string at the top you know what I mean so whenever I say bottom it's the literal bottom part of ukulele anyway so uh with the guitar this pretty much is the same except that you know there is the extra two strings that you would need to hold down so that like a G would look like this on the guitar but it's really just the ukulele C you know so or F for example on the ukulele the chord shape F is like a C chord shape on the guitar like so just imagine like you know there's two more strings here and then the string right above this is going to be playing the third fret and that's like your, your C chord on the guitar and even like the B flat chord in the guitar is kind of like our E flat chord or a B chord in the guitar is like an E chord in the ukulele. Like that lines up pretty, you know, pretty much the same where you're like barring the top three strings in the ukulele. Same thing on the guitar. You'd be barring the, um, the B, G and D string on the, um, on, on the guitar. So a lot of those, uh, chord shapes transfer over. So I wouldn't, you know, I'm, don't change too much. Yeah. 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 I think you yeah. just gotta adapt. It's a it's mm-hmm. a different instrument. It's not yeah. the same instrument. Yeah. But, but they share yeah. similar shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like um even scale shapes. Like that's that's also very, you know, um very helpful. The yeah. uh the scale shape of like the the uh, zero two zero one three zero two three that's also on the guitar you know like it's pretty much the same um you know you can definitely go lower because you have lower strings but kind of knowing halfway down your you know down your strings it's uh, it 
prevents you from relearning a lot of stuff. Uh, so Ritesh asked, what about finger picking? Um, <clears throat> finger picking, if you've played a low G, you know, and I know you have a new tailor, so you don't need mine anymore. <laughs> like, uh, so if, if you have a low G, if you've been kind of used to picking with low G, it would pretty much be the same because your thumb would still be playing kind of like the bass here and these fingers would be playing the, um, you know, the, the melody lines on, on the bottom. So it'd be the, the same thing as if you were to play a low G ukulele and you're doing your finger picking. It's just a lot, a, a lot wider uh, spacing, you know. So, cause uh, you would be, you would have a lot more bass strings. So you could be up here on the E while your pointer middle finger is on the B and E on the bottom. So, like, yeah, pretty much the same though. You would approach it the same way: thumb with the bass, pointer middle finger, ring finger. Because you're playing guitar at this point, uh, would play the treble strings. Yeah, and you can you can almost use like some of the finger picking patterns from Ugo like into yeah. out and out to in and mm-hmm. all those stuff, and try like mm-hmm. it might not work for every song, but like if you hear a song using finger picking, try and use those mm-hmm. patterns and see if it fits. Because like there's a chance that it will. Yeah, yeah. Also, the the strings are closer together mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for the guitar than ukulele. Ukulele, mm-hmm. the the strings uh, spacing is wider. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so even that too, like kind of going back to people saying like, oh yeah, my fingers don't, you know, I have big hands or my fingers don't yeah. fit. It's like <laughs> playing guitar is actually more precision, you yeah. know, with your with your individual fingertips than ukulele. Ukulele is the best like starter <laughs> instrument. <laughs> yeah, and take advantage of it. It's it's roomy. It's actually yeah. It just mm. because the body is small, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fingering. You know, like the way that the fretboard is laid out, it's actually pretty roomy compared mm. to guitar. Mm. That that's where like it's kind of funny when people say, "Oh, I came from guitar to ukulele because I think it's easier because the <laughs> neck is gonna be smaller and stuff." Which it is. It's not as wide because it, you don't have the two extra strings. But at the <laughs> same time, the string space between each string on the ukulele is usually wider. wider than yeah. the guitar. So when people say that, it's kind of like, yeah, believe that it's going to be easier on ukulele. Come come join us. And they're not knowing that it's like, not necessarily true, but if that's what you think, sure, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so easy. Yep. <laughs> I got. I need another one of those uh, Sopraninos. I had one, but I gave it to my brother-in-law's daughter. Like, uh, Wade's, Wade's kid. And, uh, cause she was like, she wanted to learn how to play ukulele. I'm like, oh, you know, this is, I got one of these. You can give her one of these and she can learn. But I actually dug it. Like, I like that Sopranino uke and it was like next to my desk. So maybe instead of the one of those micro ukes that I have, I just have one of those Sopraninos. Maybe I can give my kid that too instead of the soprano that she has. She was has it a, was it the Kala? No, it was Ohana. It was an Ohana Sopranino. Oh. Yeah. Ohana didn't make uh, it. I got it from Mim, that's why. <laughs> do do either of those companies still make that? I don't know if they... I, I don't know. Kala discontinued. Oh, really? That pocket uke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kala discontinued that. I don't know if Ohana yeah. still makes... I got the Ohana one. I got it from Mim. So I don't, I'll, maybe I'll ask Mim. I do want another one though. But they're pricey for what they are. They're like a tiny yeah. ukulele. And they're yeah. like three, four hundred bucks. Like the same mm-hmm. price as like a uh, a normal like a size good, good ukulele, yeah. yeah, good soprano. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's like not built well because it's it's made well. It sounds good and it stays in tune and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. it's just tiny, but you're getting yeah. into all, the... all of the same things yeah. go into making it yeah, as yeah. any bigger instrument. 
Yeah. You're getting into the dangerous territory of, of sounding like a guitar person buying their first <laughs> uke, right? Oh, why is this $500? You don't need to use <laughs> yeah. as much wood. This, this isn't <laughs> as much wood as a guitar wood. You shouldn't yeah. pay for that. This, yeah. I think even those micro ukes. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I think the micro ukes are like 200 bucks or something. Or like 150 to $200. Those like little tiny ukuleles. Mm-hmm. It's pricey. Um, let's do iukes. Uh, let me let me see how much those are. It's uh, it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You still have your like peanut ukulele. I forget what it's called, but isn't that like it's in the shape of a peanut or something? Do I still have that? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, and I've, I haven't thought about that uke in a long time. Because you you brought it in to show on a live lesson once, right? I think oh, I can't find their site. The only thing I'm seeing is like some kind of uh, app, like an iuke, oh. <laughs> like an app for iuke. <laughs> and I guess SEO, like that's gonna bring it a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, it's called iuke, and I can't I can't find it. But I hope they still they still sell that. And I think it's about like two hundred bucks for for one of those. Mm-hmm. But um, Sounds since about right. yeah, well since like Akila like works with Ayuk and uh, and I think I don't know if that's like part of their like umbrella or whatever but yeah they were just like oh you want you want some of these like and they just gave me a bunch of like oh snap I'll take them you know like I, whatever because uh, I had a even tinier tinier like Ayuk at, in the mm-hmm. beginning that like my cat broke which I'm super mad about uh... but it still works but it's just you know they, I know where it's broken but uh and and I asked them like do you guys can can I get another one of these like little tiny ukuleles but instead I guess you know instead of making that tiny tiny one they started doing a production line of like just a little bit bigger but still kind of like a micro ukulele and those are the ones that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll bring it next time. Put it over here. It's in my <laughs> daughter's room. She's playing with it. <laughs> yeah. Going back to you know uh, talking about mm-hmm. like going from uh, ukulele to guitar or something. Yeah. The nice thing about learning ukulele or learning any instrument really is kind of when you learn the fundamentals of an instrument, string instruments, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. If you move to another string instrument, you can pick up on it pretty quickly because the ideas are the same, right? Like it's like, yeah. Oh, I put mm-hmm. my finger down and I pluck it, or I do something to make a noise and I move my <laughs> finger up to make the note go higher I move my finger down to make the note go lower so like I I, I restrung my mandolin and I kind of like try to play along with it or I, I try to use it to learn and stuff and I was playing along to our songs and I was just going down to the play along playlist and as I was, I was doing that you know I like come across a chord I don't know I look up on a mandolin site like what's the fingering for it learn the fingering and then just play along to the song and I was like oh I, I feel like I'm picking up on this a lot quicker than when i tried to learn ukulele or guitar and it's just i think it's like oh you realize like it's not that scary and if you're you're holding a chord and it doesn't sound right or it's hard to hold or something for like i i have it to the point where i can kind of know that i'm probably like my hand position is a little off or something i can just change it a little bit or you know i'm doing this a little bit differently or i can you know i i there's ways that i can it because of my experience with guitar and ukulele like I can kind of problem solve with the mandolin so yeah I think if, if you're learning ukulele and you're thinking about switching to another uh, string instrument it really is like oh it's not as bad as when I first started learning mm-hmm. ukulele or learning whatever you'll yeah. probably pick it's it like up quicker shape, yeah, yeah it, there is like there's there always is going to be a little bit differences but then mm-hmm. I think it's less scary than picking up your first instrument or whatever it's, first string it's, it's like in, yeah. 
it's like in fifths or something. Is that easier for you? Because uh, it's kind of like a violin, I guess. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there's, cool, man. there's like some some chords that like a G chord on mandolin actually kind of looks mm-hmm. like a G chord. It's like if you played a G chord on uke, but you didn't yeah. hold the, the, you didn't use your pointer finger. So it's just your, Is those this? two. Yeah, that, oh, that cool, chord shape, cool. exactly. So, and then C is like that same shape, but you move both of those up one string. Uh, a lot of those yeah. things, like it kind of, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's, I can make the connection. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. Mm-hmm. But then there's mm-hmm. some that I'm just like, what? How do mandolin players <laughs> hold this? This is weird. Yeah. This is a weird chord shape. I don't understand it. But after playing for a while, it's like, oh, I can get it, you know? So it's like, I was playing along to, uh, bad, bad Leroy Brown, learning those seventh shapes and learning to play along to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think if you're thinking about jumping to another string instrument and you have the you know money or resources to do so it's like go for it it's fun you know it just adds to it um sopraninos still being sold by ohana short scale sopranino going 219 on the ohana site but i think you can get it for cheaper on like some authorized dealers so they are selling those things still um but i think the kala one has been discontinued like aaron was saying but sopraninos mm-hmm. from ohana they're pocket you yeah i'll pocket you yeah, Sopranos are still a thing with, with, with Ohana, apparently. So we got Ken Middleton, right? Right in front and center. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, though. I, I dig it. I gotta, I gotta buy another one because like, uh, I, I do miss it. And I think that'll be easier for my kid to learn on instead of like those little tiny micro ukes. Uh-huh. It'll just be tuned a little bit different. Yeah. Sopranissimo. Sopranino? Sopranissimo? I don't know. Those <laughs> tiny, tiny, tinier. <laughs> it's cool, though. It was, I, I, I dig it. And it was, um, I had actually just planned to like, uh, to just carry it, like just keep it in my car for like the beach or whatever. But I'm not like a beach guy anyway, so it didn't make sense. <laughs> so I, gave, I gave it away. That's why I'm like, I don't, I guess. For the just... one time that you go to yeah. the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going more often since like the, uh, you know, since the lockdown, not that much people have been, you know, been going. So I've been yeah. going more. So maybe I should, you know, now it makes sense now maybe i should get one of those sopraninos <laughs> you can uh it's like oh i'm just like jason mraz take my guitar down to the beach hang out play yeah, some songs avocados so cool yeah. jack johnson have you heard jason mraz's new like new songs and stuff i didn't know he came uh, out with new stuff i heard i heard the title track that it, it came out in like february something like that yeah March. Is that the one where like he talks twice or whatever? Like he, I don't know. It's right. there's a song where like he's all the words like double time, like not double oh, time, yeah? but like he says it twice, and it's just come on, man. You know, you used to be like <laughs> the man, like writing lyrics. Now it's just like I, I love, love you, you. You know, like it's <laughs> I just whatever. That's cool, I guess. If that's you know, if that's where he feels like his music is heading, then good <laughs> on you. That's that's cool, I guess. <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm getting, I got off at the last stop <laughs> like, with uh-huh. this train. <laughs> I, so I, I, I don't know I just thought of uh, Jason Mraz because uh, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine there's a joke in it where you know Andy Samberg his character is wearing a fedora and then yeah. another character is like who are you trying to be Jason Mraz and he's like Jason Mraz no I'm not Jason Mraz and they're like no he looks more like Tom Green he's like no go back to Jason Mraz I want to be Jason Mraz <laughs> that's awesome he was doing like a bunch of like live videos you know from the Maranch <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. yeah that's what he calls it the Maranch and like and I, I clicked on him because the thumbnail had him like playing you know playing an ukulele like I guess I don't know if it was like a um, I think it was a baritone ukulele or, or something like that anyway like I was very interested and i'm like that's gonna wait i gotta check this out you know it's uh it's it's maraz singing new tunes and then that's what i heard they 
that that's what what i i heard heard (laughs) (laughs) this is this is not not for me maybe it's for someone else but it's it's not not for for mimi (laughs) you gotta you gotta listen to it it's one of those like that's cool i guess you know like because the it's catchy maybe but it's one of those like dude you wrote like you know the waiting for my rocket to come like what happened <laughs> go back to you were the curbside prophet <laughs> yeah go back to writing uh geek in the pink and that kind well, of whatever mm-hmm. you know here's here's my broke butt telling like millionaire jason moraz how to make yeah, music to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. he's like i think i'm gonna keep making my millions <laughs> yeah yeah uh, hey, hey jason you know what you should do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those like no, Aldrin. I think I'm good, man. Oh (laughs) man, I I will write write my my song songs. (laughs) Oh man, it was way cooler when you weren't making money and you were just writing songs and nobody knew about you. Should go back to doing that. Yeah, go back to playing coffee shops, Jason. Yeah, (laughs) not your ranch. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me that Billie Eilish just recently had a video playing ukulele too. Ah, uh, she has like a like a Fender uke that that they um, oh. and I guess like proceeds to that goes I don't know somewhere like maybe music education or something. But yeah, she released like a um like a Fender uke. I don't know. We I haven't I haven't tried it. I've seen it. It looks like a Billie Eilish ukulele. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. I guess like yeah, does it have like a green stripe down the middle or something? I don't think so. It, has, it does like. Have design like in, in the front but i don't know like i've reached an age where like there's some things that the young people like and i don't understand <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, this is that age 36 last last week or two weeks ago where I, when i made 36 and my wife like she's no she's longer kid me. yeah like she, she's younger than me and she's like talking about like tiktok and stuff and i checked it out and i'm like i don't get it like i just <laughs> i just i used to be in with the cool kids you know now i'm just like why don't i don't know why is why are they running away they like say something and then they run away like, like <laughs> what <laughs> i don't <Yeah>. get it <laughs> just don't understand uh, dad get out of here i don't kahai please tell me what the, the young kids like <laughs> you're, you're embarrassing me dad stop who's that actor like with the two skateboards like hey fellow kids or whatever um steve uh, buscemi. yes yeah, steve i feel like that now we're like hey yeah. fellow kids with my two skateboards <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> trying to blend in. Yeah, man, it's it's um... oh or like um. Do you Paul remember Rudd. the show uh, Strangers with Candy? Yes, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, with uh, basically <laughs> that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to blend in. Fifty-year-old <laughs> lady like going back <laughs> to high school. That was a star-studded cast. There's like a yeah. lot of like good people from that from that show that like made it. Like, um, <laughs> what's his name uh, on the on the Tonight Show? Like he he was on that show. Um, the uh, the guy who used to be in the Daily Show, but then he got his own show. What's his name? Anyway, Joe <laughs> No, 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 not that guy. <laughs> Um, he was he was one of the, the one of the correspondents, not John Stewart. Oh, I don't know Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, yeah, Stephen Colbert oh, really? was was in that. Yeah, he, he was, was the on the candy. He was the he was a teacher. Oh, I do. He had a, yeah, that. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Oh man, Steve, we're showing our age, man. Oh, oh, the one thing like kids were like going crazy over this like whole Travis Scott McDonald's thing. I'm like, who is Travis Scott? And I listened to it, like his, his most famous song, or whatever. I'm like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, I'm I just, to, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but like, he has his own McDonald's thing. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, Mc- the, the last his old McDonald's meal. 
the last time McDonald's collaborated with somebody was Michael Jordan. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who Michael Jordan is. Like, now it's like, who's Travis? What's his name? Scott? Travis Scott. Was that like, really who's... the last time so yeah, somebody had their own signature yeah. meal? Yeah, it was Michael Jordan. So really? I'm like, okay, this this has got to be like somebody worth noting. And I, and I was like, <laughs> okay, this guy's a musician. He's a rapper. He's a musician and stuff. And I listen to it. And I like rap. I'm not one of those people who like, this is rap. And rap is crap. Like, no, I like rap. You know, like, I wanted to I like, like it. <laughs> Oh, I don't like this rap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Some of all the curse words. (laughs) Uh, Will Smith didn't have to curse in his songs. (laughs) What was that? Yeah. You know why? Because parents just don't understand. Oh man! Oh, you know, it's... Will, Will Smith did a song. Uh, he did just the two of us, like a rap yeah. version of just the two of us. I sent the music video to Aaron, and I asked if he, because he does it with his son, and his son is like, "Dad, uh, I don't know." It's like, "Dad, when I grow up, I want to be just like you," or something. You know, at the beginning of the intro to the song, yeah. uh, the it's Jada Smith. You have to put some respect to the karate kid. No, it's not. Guy. It's not. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Okay. It's not. It's not, not Jade. It's another kid. It's his older son. His son oh, okay, before okay. Jade. I thought you were talking about the no, no. Karate Kid. Okay. No, no, it's before. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but like, so it's it's him and his son and stuff, and you know, it's like uh, he raps over like the song, just the two of us. Yeah. Right. Um. So I, I sent that video to Aaron, and I was like, "Can we remake this video? And can I act like or because I think in uh um I forget which Austin Powers they do the same thing where yeah. it's him and Minnie Me, yeah. right? And they do yeah. the song, yeah. just the yeah. two of us. So I was like, ah, oh, can we do this? But I will be Minnie Me or I will be Will Smith's son and you can be Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. I, and then, and then, like, you sent that to me and I was like, actually, that Bill, the Bill Withers version is a great song. Like, yeah, we, it's got a good we progression. Should, mm-hmm. We should do that as like a lesson yeah i played that song on on fridays with that uh, with kaili kaili jams that song and oh, like, yeah yeah maybe nice bring kaili yeah. and, and randall back to uh to, to do that because yeah. we did and like kahai harmonies and stuff and kahai yes kahai we- is <laughs> with his mandolin bring your mandolin well, kahai. <laughs> just me me and you will get matching suits right and then so it's yeah. like yeah and then i'll i'll be like i'll get down on my knees so i'll be like oh, yeah <laughs> Dad, Aww. when I grow up, I want to be just <laughs> like you. <laughs> My own kid doesn't want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. No, yes. we should we should have Kahai do the, that one part that the mini that mini me says like you and I, and have Randall you voice it. <laughs> but then Kahai singing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do the voiceover. Oh yeah, that could work. Okay, nobody steal that idea. <laughs> nobody steal that idea. <laughs> nobody steal that idea. We're gonna do it. Just like with Patrick's line. Okay, nobody see that. (laughs) Do a little Friday line jab. Let's. We should. We should do electric slide. Okay, nobody see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. with because it took months to uh, to do that song. You know, (laughs) Uh, maybe not even three, like four or five months it took us to do that song. Yeah, nobody see that. (laughs) Because I think we talked about it like in December of the last year. (laughs) So yeah, it was like four or five months. Yeah, (laughs) I like how it turned out. You know, uh, you know what I rewatched last night, and on this we'll we'll kind of you know we'll, we'll end the show, but um, I watched the uh, the play along for um, 
for Little Wing because for some reason I remembered it as if like I sang the song, but then um, Jason sang the song, and I'm like, oh, this is enjoyable, <laughs> like because it's not <laughs> me singing this, and I I must have listened to it like um, this this week at least like five six times. Like oh, yeah. Jason really kills it, like in you know yeah, yeah. in that. Uh, in it was that, a live version too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then um, we filmed it live. I don't know. There was like there was one part in in my second solo or did I? Oh, I did this like really cool run. I'm like, how did I do that? <laughs> like, and I watched <laughs> myself do it. it. I'm like, yeah, and I, I figured it out. Because so I, I needed <laughs> to get to that G, and I'm like, I, uh-huh. I did this like weird run. I'm like, oh. I'm stealing that for myself. <laughs> yeah. Because it's one of those, like, I, you know, I reach a different level based on, like, who I'm jamming with, you know? Like, uh, like yeah. say I jam with Jason, like, my blues level goes up for some reason, you know, just being in proximity to Jason. And same thing yeah. with Kalei and, and Abe, you know, like, I'm, I'm tempted to, like, play more, like, you know, fancy chords or, like, just be better in general with no choices. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a weird phenomenon. I have this Kahai, you know, I'm going to call it shutting gun. Mm. <laughs> so, the Kakashi shutting gun is copy ninja going on right now i, I see uh-huh. it i dissect it i'm like i can do that <laughs> just wish... on the spot yeah on the spot just you know like copy their tech copy their technique <laughs> i wish i was a bigger nerd where i actually knew what that jutsu is called oh. i just remember copy no jutsu <laughs> gonna copy do some no copy jutsu? No jutsu. yeah <laughs> oh like uh kind of copy no... i would my, i might know it <laughs> uh, like uh like copy uh, like when naruto makes like the the extra like copy no, no. shadows which what are you talking about that's kagi just the, the sh- shot again like it doesn't it's because it, it's uh there's a specific name for when he actually uses that to copy other people mm. right so that's what yeah. i was talking about yeah oh and, and i think we just like when we were reading uh naruto when it was coming out like mm. me and my friends instead of actually using the real name it's just like oh you're doing like copy no jutsu from naruto <laughs> <Copy> no jutsu <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we gotta end no jutsu. It's been it's been too long, but uh, check out that play along. I you know I just went back and listened to it. It was actually really really cool because it was uh like um like Aaron said it was live. You know, like me and Jason just kind of sat down and jammed that song and it became a lesson. So make sure to check that out. Um, check out our brand new play along channel while you're you know while you're at it. We have two awesome songs in there for now. But since you know we're we're making the uh the brand new ukulele HQ, we'll be making more play alongs and not just monthly play-alongs but you know stay tuned for that we're going to be filling that channel with tons and tons and tons of music so subscribe now and click on that bell notification to let you know when we upload stuff because it won't just be in the first of the month okay so uh, we'll see you guys next time have a great one with you tomorrow for a little friday live jam and stick around for one-on-one coaching aloha